the Spanish surrealist Salvador Dali said, What do all great artists have in common? They give the impression that they answer questions. In today's episode, we'll look at the role questioning plays in our own artistic development. Welcome to Starling. I'm Amy Markham. Thanks again for joining me here to connect with your creative practice. Today, we're going to spend some time looking at questioning. Have you thought about what questions you're trying to answer when you're creating artwork? Because understanding the why behind the what we create might shed new light on your practice. I consider this to be a master key in unlocking potential. Knowing the questions that you're actually working with and how to form a relationship with questioning in general is really something that you need in that art bin of yours. I call this key concept behind today's discussion the fundamental question. So are you ready to look at that? Are you ready to really understand why you're making the work you're making or what questions you're asking when you're creating this work? What's going on behind the work that is also part of the process? And this question is important not only to your artistic endeavors, but to you and your personal life and your life development. So what are you really working with in creating art? There is something there that you're trying to answer or understand in the practice of making this artwork. And you may not have given it much thought yet, but I bet if you take some time and sit with this idea, you're going to discover a lot of new directions to take your life in and your work in and yourself in in general. This is often a self-examining, deep exploration of understanding, existential problem you're trying to solve kind of question. It's the how do I get out of the escape room sort of question. So let's pause and think for a second. I know a lot of people may think that this sounds a little too um, philosophical, maybe, for their personal creative practice, but trust me, it really isn't because we can work with all sorts of questions from the most simplistic and mundane to the most personal and almost unanswerable. No matter where you are, uh, no matter your age or your artistic development level, There are questions surrounding your creative practice, some that you might be aware of and some that you may not notice. So let's spend some time looking at those questions. For example, in the early phases of creative development, creative practice, when we're starting to gain the skills we need, they can be questions like this. Can I draw this thing? Can I play this song? Can I write 5,000 words? Once you have some mastery behind that, the question will evolve. But definitely in the beginning, it starts with, can I? And eventually, a more personal question starts to take over, and it sounds more like, how do I? Like, how do I draw this thing? Or, how do I make a song? Or, what does my novel start with? Now, these are practical, fundamental questions that a developing artist must start with, and they are important. They're foundational. 
because they're a key to opening those new doors. Once you've gained skill, then you move past the can I and how do I, because you start to know the answers to those questions. But forming them in the beginning is a way to start this process, and surely the bigger questions will come. They can't help but come. Artists tend to question lots of things. We notice relationships between seemingly unrelated things. We make emotional connections and find unique patterns because we take the time to notice. And this can lead us to awareness of cultural concerns, personal observations, sometimes that challenge our own worldview. We start to connect dots and develop symbolic understandings. So a lot of larger fundamental questions will begin to grow. And they really grow out of our need to understand the world we live in and our place in it. Remember when you were a little kid, or if you're a parent, you probably remember this from your own children, there is a phase, a developmental phase that children go through where they can't help it. They ask why over and over and over, and it will drive adults crazy. And then there's that basic kid question that every kid asks at some point, why is the sky blue? And, you know, there's a scientific answer to that, but it could be a really great fundamental question for a beginning artist. There could be a whole series of work developed around that idea of why is the sky blue? Something as simple as that can ignite a a whole torrent of artwork. So what would you make from that question? It could be a creation myth about how the sky became blue. You could create illustrations that depict the myth. Um, It could be a series of paintings where you actually study all the blues in the sky. Maybe making images of worlds where the sky isn't blue. All great works of art start with something as simple as that. It is a question that an artist has. And the artist begins to work with the question that either they develop themselves or someone posed to them. And one question leads to another, and eventually work has to be made. For example, um, I recently heard Neil Gaiman discussing his question behind the book he wrote, Coraline. If you haven't read Coraline, it is, um, without giving too much away, a story about a young girl who has to confront some pretty scary things. And the fundamental question that Neil Gaiman was working with is, what is bravery? And um, Coraline has to find out what bravery is and discovers that bravery doesn't mean that you're not scared. It means that you're doing something that's necessary despite being scared. Um, And so because Neil Gaiman was working with this question of what is bravery, the world gets this great story. Artists do that by answering their own fundamental questions. Once they've answered it, they can offer it to the world, and then the world can interact with the answers. And I think about uh, Andy Warhol. Warhol was definitely working with understanding what fame and popularity did and what that meant. Um, Can something be fine art just because it's popular? The whole pop art movement was about expanding our understanding of what art is. The fundamental question in a work of art is like finding the moral to a story. What is the bigger concept of the work? What is it addressing? And what is the personal relationship to that concept? 
Warhol worked with his fundamental question around fame and popularity for a lifetime. Many artists will work through multiple questions. Some may work through questions that are all actually connected to one larger one. Some will have very personal questions, and for others, it will be more universal. But as we look at this concept of the fundamental question, I really want to advise you, you have to think metaphorically. You cannot think literally. Literalism will destroy every artistic understanding. I could dedicate an entire episode to the way literalism destroys everything it touches, and particularly how concrete thinking actually just freezes us, solidifies us, so there's no movement and no development. Artists need metaphorical thinking, not literalism. So as we continue this discussion, just remember, we're not thinking literally about any of this. We're thinking metaphorically. So one of the easiest ways to really get a feel for the fundamental question is to look at like uh, your favorite film and try to find the metaphorical uh, understanding that's going on there so that you can put your finger on what the creator's fundamental question was. So let's look at Harry Potter, for example. One could argue that the fundamental question that J.K. Rowling was working with was, how do I reconcile good and evil uh, within me, within my own duality? Now, lots of people read the Harry Potter series and saw those movies, and they could all come out thinking that the fundamental question was different. Uh, And that's the great thing, is that the artist themselves knows the question that they were working with. And only J.K. Rowling really knows what she was answering in the creation of Harry Potter. But the rest of us get to play with the question as well. And it invites new questions for everyone who interacts with it. Now let's talk about interaction for a second. Uh, A lot of people interact with art on a very superficial basis. Not saying any of you listening to me think that way. um, But I do want to point this out. A majority of people in our population function around looking at art and asking one question and one question only. And that question is, do I like this? It usually doesn't even extend to why or why not. Many people that you see in a theater or um, at a museum are not looking at art past that level of interaction. The same can be said with music and books and so on. Most people don't bother to look past their own reaction. And I think there's an important curiosity that needs to develop when you're looking at art and when you're working with art. And that is wonder and be curious. What was the fundamental question that the creator of this content was working with? You really can look at anything you want and start to find these questions. As I said, pick your favorite film. Consider what you think the fundamental question was behind its creation. Choose your favorite book or song or painting or other work of art and put yourself in the place of that creator. And then ask yourself, what's the question behind this creation? What does it answer? And then what other questions does it create? You see, an inspired fundamental question probably doesn't have one right answer. Actually, I know for sure it doesn't have one right answer. 
I can ask a whole classroom full of students, say 25 to 30 students, to answer one question, and every answer will be different because they're each individual. The answers to fundamental questions are personal, which is why an artist might need to spend a lot of time with the question in their creative process. One of the reasons that some artists are so prolific is that they're always in the studio and always working on this idea that they're trying to understand, this question that's in the back of their head. It's much more than a hobby. It's like a scientist in a lab trying to run experiments to test their hypothesis. The artist will return again and again to make works around their fundamental questions. The work becomes the physical embodiment of their hypothesis and experimentation. And while we don't present our findings in the same way science does, we do share these discoveries by sharing our artwork. Sometimes we don't even get the answers to the questions until we present the work and see how others interact with the art. It's really a very similar process, science and art. It's this process of questioning, seeking answers, experimenting and discovery, and then sharing what we've discovered. But art offers answers in a very different way than science. Artistic answers aren't necessarily based in fact, and definitely not based in literalism, and they can't be proven. Not literally. You know, Joseph Campbell has a quote where he says, Myths are public dreams. Dreams are private myths. And I think art and science are similar in a way, in the fact that science is a public understanding and art is a private understanding. The data that an artist uses is collected from their personal experience, and it's studied under their own internal emotional microscope. The fundamental question can only be answered through methods that are individual to each artist. Where the questions that scientists are answering, they have to be agreed upon and decided to be fact because they take place in this shared reality that we all live in. But you see, art exists first within the individual, not in the shared environment. It's the expression that the artist has that pulls it through and over into this reality so that we can all see it. The fundamental questions of an artist are formed outside the boundaries of this world, um, and they're answered symbolically and metaphorically and mythologically. Art communicates truths and answers in a very different way, and it first has to be communicated through the creator of the work. Of course, then the personal understandings are offered to society for others to decide Maybe the artist has reached a universal connection. That's what the great works of art do. And then they trigger questions to arise from other individuals. And so goes the cycle of questions and the search for individual understanding. Look at works by any artist, and you can't help but see the hours that they spent in that process of development. Hours that they spent working on answering their fundamental questions. And... Great art movements give us some questions to consider as well. Think about what Cubism was trying to answer. To me, it seems that they were asking, how can we see it all at once? How can I see past the limitations of my place in this space and time? And Surrealism was asking, 
what happens when I give control to my subconscious? And Impressionism was asking about how my visual understanding changes based on light. Art answers questions, but it poses them as well. And future generations of creators continue to revisit these fundamental questions to discover their own personal connections and understandings. So let's think about that as creators for a second. Let's think about our own process here. Do you know what questions you're already working with? What answers have you already received in your process with art? Are you at a place where you still need to focus on the can I and how do I questions? Or are you at a place where you're ready to really start thinking about the whys and what ifs? When you look at your own work, do you see themes, whether that's in subject matter or emotional content or in your methods? And in your day-to-day life, are there problems and concerns that you have? And have you tried to address them through your creative practice? This week, I'm going to ask you to do some research and development around this concept of the fundamental question. First, I'm going to suggest that you spend time looking at works by your favorite artist in every field, from visual art through film and writing, culinary arts, theater, and so on, and see if you can put your finger on the fundamental questions that you see behind those works. It may or may not be what the artist was really intending, but this is your interpretation, I do think once we learn to look for it in the works of others, it makes it more easily identifiable in our own. I will say this. My personal experience is that often I don't know what the question is until I finish the work, or maybe I'm halfway through it and I see it, because I tend to move out of the way and let the process happen, and then my mind starts to work with it. So if it doesn't happen for you um, on the front end, You should be able to find some reflective time to look at the work and then see it. So maybe you start by looking over your own recent work. Maybe read back over things that you've written or look at your sketchbooks. Do you see a theme? What are you answering with these works? I'm going to also suggest that you spend some quality time in your head. For some of you, that might mean journaling or sketch time. For others, it might mean taking a long run or a long bubble bath. But make sure that you're jotting down notes and um, questions that arise in this thinking process. Maybe even write down all the questions you've considered and any answers you already have. A big one might be to consider what questions did you ask as a child? And have you been able to answer all of those? Then, I just want you to pick one. Anyone. Any question will work. That why is the sky blue question is fine. Uh, Is there an afterlife? Do vegetables have feelings? It really doesn't matter because I want you to just practice playing with this. This doesn't have to be your fundamental question. It could be, but this week I'd really like for you to just try to build around that idea of the fundamental question. Start to create something as an answer, the answer that can only come through you. And whatever feels right for the expressive form that goes with that question. So, If it feels like it's a song, then it's a song. If it feels like it's a dance, then it's a dance. If it feels like it is a four-panel painting, then that's what it is. Once you get some answers, I really would love to see what you're coming up with. Sharing actually is part of the artistic process. So if you create something around this fundamental question concept and you feel ready to share it, let me know. 
on Instagram at the Starling Creative, on Twitter at Art Teacher Amy, on my Facebook page, Starling Creative Living. This week in the show notes, I am going to include a link um, to the content that I've created around this idea of the fundamental question. Of course, there will be the playlist that I make uh, every week that goes with the theme I'm working in. And then uh, this week, I'm also going to give you a basic guide to help you get started if you are not sure where to go. And um, I'm going to also post a few of my quick question cards. They are a set that I'm developing that it's meant to help you when you're feeling blank and don't know where to get started. So I hope that you're enjoying the discussions that we're having here. Uh, I hope that you're getting something good out of it and that it's assisting your creative practice. Uh, If you are, please consider subscribing and consider maybe writing me a little review. Uh, It does help this little blackbird get a stronger voice. So thanks again for being here. I hope you get some questions this week. I hope you get some answers this week. And no matter what, enjoy your process. 